Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blade. Episode, I think around 78, because we actually got a number of these ones after the prospects interviews that we had earlier this week. I am your, I, I try to put this in, in the right way here, I, I, I'm not the solo co-host, but Bill's not here. So I am Chad Didimenesis, and today, bright and early on a Saturday morning, this is the opposite of what Bill and I usually do, usually we're late night podcast recorders, but I got up early to talk a little hockey with my friend from Die by the Blade and the hockey writers, Anthony Siandra. Anthony, man, I appreciate you coming on and talk a little Sabres with me today. Absolutely, brother. Thanks for having me. So there's a few things we've got to talk about here before we get into the Sabres stuff really quick. So the first thing that we have to address uh, is, one, that you have me up early at 7 o'clock in the morning, and <laughs> usually before, you know, during podcasts, most people drink alcohol. I'm sitting here drinking a cup of hot chocolate. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for mixing up my life for me. <laughs> like I'm married to a personal trainer, and uh, it, it forced me to be a mer- morning person. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. That. I'm I'm a I'm married to a lovely lady who gets to work part time and a son who goes to bed at one thirty in the morning. So <laughs> that, that's, that's the life that I have. The other thing that we have to address is your Skype name. No, uh, we're gonna do this. We're, on here. <laughs> we're gonna do this on here because you're not getting away with that. So <laughs> there's got to be a way where you need to go on Skype. You need to update your Skype name. You cannot. There's no way to change it. I promise. I've googled it. There's no way to change your actual then, username. Then you need to delete your account and create another one. You can't. <laughs> you cannot be Tony the Tiger on Skype anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, that's what happens when you create your Skype when you're 15 years old. But there's no excuse. In this day and age, you can make like 12 accounts. So yeah, it just that's me being lazy. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta address that, man. Because what if like the NHL calls you one day? Hey, let's do an interview. What's your Skype name? Oh, I'm Tony the Tiger. Would, <laughs> no, I would I would BS a name and then immediately turn around and make it. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right, all right. So enough ribbing on you. We'll get to the hockey talk here. So, <laughs> so we have a hockey team here who right now is six six five and two. 
some nights they're good, some nights they're bad. Some nights they play 20 minutes, some nights they play 40, some nights they play 60. So what I'm getting to is you have a very inconsistent hockey team here. They are on a three-game losing streak now. You could take off the pretty mask of the points in five games, even though they were three, even though they lost two of those five games. So where, just in general, where are you at right now? I mean, four, 13 games of the season, game 14 today, this afternoon. Where, where are you at here? Yeah, you know, I mean, the Jekyll Hyde routine, you know, I mentioned it on Twitter. It's it's indicative of a team that's still gelling, I think. But the one excuse that I think a lot of people are still making that I don't know that I really put that much stock into is youth, right? I mean, you've got two guys on the team, in my opinion, right now, uh, who who the youth excuse pertains to to any degree, right? You've got Dallin, who could very well be our best defenseman right now. It's either him or McCabe. And you've got Middlestat. So, you know, Middlestat is, is the guy who I'll say, okay, yes, that's youth, that's learning, right? That's an adjustment. Everyone else in the bottom nine right now who's not doing anything, and, the you know, everyone else on the blue line who has struggled recently, I can't say youth anymore. You know what I mean? You can't use that excuse. You could say it's a lot of new pieces that are still gelling, and I'll buy that to an extent, right? Right. But... But not showing up every night for, I mean, I think it was Carter Hutton, I want to say, uh, after their game against Ottawa on Thursday, he's just like, that third period needs to be our standard. And he's so right, because it's the exact same thing that plagued the Housley team from last season, too. It's frustrating. But it, it's part of the, so that's the whole thing here, where it's, like you said, it, <laughs> it's trying to remember only 13 games in. Uh, there's 10 new faces added. There's an 18 year old on this team. There's a 19 year old on this team. There's a 20 year old who plays once a week that they won't send to Rochester. You know, Reinhardt is 22. Eichel's 21. You know, even the guy like Jake McCabe has been here for a while. It's only 24. Rissa Lyons like 24. Just there's so much youth on this team. I mean, even guy like Jeff Skinner is 26. So, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm not saying it's an old team aside from those right. two guys, but but you know th- these are all guys. Everyone aside from Middlestead and Dowen, I mean, these are all three year pros at this point, right? In reality, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like they yeah. know the game. There's no there's no adjusting to the NHL for them anymore. Like, of course, they're going to get better and better and develop, but I don't think youth is the sole problem for showing up 20 minutes a night. I guess is what I'm getting at. Right. No, and that's where I was headed to. Where there's you know you. Teams will, you know, if we talk to somebody else out here, they're like, oh, well, that's still a young team. You no, know, they'll get out of it. We're, well, no, not really. I mean, they are, but as to your point, you've had guys who've played in this league now for three, four years, and yes, they're still young, but you, you can't, that's not a write off, I guess you could say. That's not your right. excuse exactly. you could use. You know, you have to show up and you have to play games. And I, I don't know in the Ottawa game if they thought they were good enough or they could just throw their sticks on the ice now and, you know, beat a really bad Ottawa team, but. You know, it, it, it's, again, it, it's the issue that's kind of been going on here is they're struggling against fast teams. And, yeah, for sure. You know, if you look at teams they beat, besides maybe Montreal, they're really not the quickest teams. L.A., Anaheim, uh, Vegas has some speed, but not. I don't think they're the same as they were last year. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, they struggled against Calgary. They struggled against Ottawa. And I, I don't know. It's I, I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm – gonna panic here by any means 14 games in but if we get to 22 23 games and we're still talking about a team that's only being led by three players in terms of goal scoring then i think we're gonna have an issue here 
in the eight-game stretch, right, following the Western Conference road trip, uh, I needed them to get at least 12 points. Uh, you had, your, you know, you won the first game against Montreal, which was great. Overtime loss in a tough game against the Blue Jackets. Another overtime loss to Calgary. Regulation loss to Ottawa. And the reason I these next four games are so important, and you basically need to go at minimum 3-1, and one, is because after that, you know, on November 13th, you've got Lightning. On the 16th, you've got the Jets. On the 17th, you've got a wild team that has really turned a corner. 19th, you've got the Penguins. I mean, that's a tough stretch, so you need to collect these winnable games now. Uh, these are the games that are going to haunt you if you fall six, seven, eight points short of a playoff spot at the end of the year. Yeah, no, you're right on there. And I mean, if, you know, look at the schedule, too, is... You I mean, next weekend you look. Oh well, Vancouver is in our building. Well, Vancouver is playing really well right now. And just a couple of days ago, sure. they were at the top of the Western Conference. So you're right. These all these games like Ottawa, where you're getting or you're getting Calgary, who's playing on back to back nights or or six game and nine nights. Like you you need to exactly take advantage of that. You can't look like the slower team. And you're right. They've had problems with fast teams. And you know you 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 did address that issue to an extent right with Sheary who's not slow and Skinner who's certainly you know a speedier guy down on the back end right but they're still slow they're still a below average speed team in my opinion and that's not good and and but they can make up for that though as you saw in the third period against Ottawa with that extra drive they've got so much firepower and but they need to put it together for 60 minutes that's been their biggest problem the speed excuse is one thing, but it's that that effort that we saw in the third period against Ottawa. And I know they were they were playing a defensive game, trying to protect the lead. But if that team showed up for three periods, we win that game six to two. You know what I mean? We, we I would argue even two like periods. That. They showed up like that way for two periods. They probably still win six two. Sure. I don't. Know. I mean, the other issue that you know, I guess we'll transition to now is the goal scoring. And you know, I, I wrote an article about it yesterday. It's I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, well, they're scoring goals because they see you know a five against Columbus or. You know, right? They score four, and then they score six here, and they score their five and four, and it's. But I, I, I think people are getting the false sense of security is kind of the way is the way I put it. It's really this team is being led by three guys, and that's Pominville, Skinner, and Eichel. Mm-hmm. And if you want, you could say a Posto has three goals. You want to throw them into it, but I wouldn't. But beyond that, I mean, you're waiting for guys like, you know, Reinhardt's a guy. I said in the beginning, I think was a little bit snake bit. Uh, I think that's kind of gone away. He's not hitting those posts and just missing like he was, you know, earlier in the season. And sure. Connor Sheary hasn't scored in eight games. He has one point in those eight games. Berglund and Saboka aren't giving you much besides defense. Gergensen and Larson still can't score a goal. Rodriguez has been in and out of the lineup. He has no goals though. So it's you know, and Middlestead, another guy who, you know, I think the goals are going to come for him because he still looks dangerous. But right now, sitting on one goal and they're. 24th in even strength goals and you know of the even strength goals Eichel, Skinner, Poundville have 14 of their 23 that's 61% of their even strength goals are coming from three players and right. six of those are going to Skinner so he's getting most of the even strength goals and it's at it's really it's really concerning because what's going to happen here is one of two things Poundville's going to cool off we know that we know that it's coming it's just For a matter sure. of when and the second issue here is eventually Eichel and Skinner are going to go into a stretch where they're not scoring every single game then what happens? Right. No, you're you're you nailed it. You know, you nailed it. I mean, Sheary not being able to kind of catalyze his own line or do anything without an elite center has kind of been his rap a little bit, right? 
I mean, two years ago, he was average, he was just under a point per game in Pittsburgh. And uh, last year, without Sidney Crosby, what did he get? 31 points, 35 in that range, right? Yeah, I think so, yep. So, so yeah, you, you know he needs a strong support guy, right? Middlestat, right now, and I'm not saying... He, Anything about his future, I'm saying right this second, he's not that. He's still learning. He cannot drive a line at this point. He's he's learning how to, and I, I think he's getting better at it, and he's doing a lot of the things behind the scenes that I think uh, he, he's doing things efficiently that most rookies don't, right? Uh, he, he's playing positionally sound. He's, he's playing an intelligent game. He's just not producing that offense yet. And I know everyone's going to hate this idea, but you might need to separate Skinner and Eichel because both of them can drive a line. I mean, Jeff Skinner is a possession monster. You need a guy like that with Casey Middlestat. And I know it wasn't as sexy in the beginning of the year where, you know, those guys are get averaging 1.5 points a game, you know, because it's a, all the scoring is coming from that one line. But that might be something you need to do. You may need to bump Sheary up to one or Rod. I don't like the idea of Rodriguez on one, but you get the idea, right? You need to kind of do a left wing shuffle here because you, you've got a, an, an 07 Ottawa Senator situ, situation right now where all of your scoring's on one line and that's a problem. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't, I'm honestly a little surprised that he's going to roll. At least it looks like in practice, he's going to roll pretty much with the same lines again, same lines. Um, I mean, I mean, I guess you're inserting Rodriguez instead of Ellie's, but I mean, that that's a minor upgrade, is what I'll call. It. I mean, Rodriguez I can't believe he's taking that spark out of the lineup. Oh, I know, I know <laughs> that, that boost. You know, I, it's funny. I told Bill, I texted him, and told him about it. He's in Disney, and he just replied to me, "What did you think this NHL 19 where you get like a hometown boost, something like that, right, plus yeah. seven, plus seven percent or something?" He's, he's sitting at home <laughs> playing a video game. He's like, "Listen, we got a fifteen percent morale boost when I did this online. <laughs> give it a shot." Uh, yeah, that didn't work out at all. So that that's unfortunate. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Rodriguez, you know, I think he's a better player, so that's it is what it is, but it's not going to change right. the dynamic of your team by any means. So it's I, – I wonder if things start slow again today that he doesn't go to the shuffle, and then I, I wouldn't kill him for it. I, I know some people get, oh, there goes Housley mixing lines again. I mean, I'm not going to get mad if he does it because no, he, he has to find it somewhere. Yeah, anything but a regulation win today, I think you see the lines change. You know what I mean? Any other outcome than that, he'll, he'll switch them up. I mean, unless – Obviously, uh, the second line comes alive or, or Reinhardt, you know what I mean? Has, has a multi-point night, which, you know, he's, he's done in the past, um, you know, gone long stretches without scoring and then had four points in one night. It's like neat. Okay. Where's that guy? Um, <laughs> right, but right. yeah, you're, you're right. Nobody's producing consistently. I mean, I, I'm not going to lump Oposo in with those top guys, you know, just cause he has three goals. He's been horribly inconsistent. I thought he started the year. Great. I thought he looked phenomenal and, the last, let's say, five or six games, uh, he's been unnoticeable, and and the the untimely penalties from him are, are, are driving me nuts. Yeah, that's an issue this year. That is a big issue this year. It, it was sure. it, it was an issue when he was playing well too. Yeah, a hundred percent. Right. I mean, middle stats learning. I, I think the offense will come a little later. Uh, but you know, that six game audition last year may have given everyone a war perception of what he'd be able to do this season. Um. And then, yeah, Shiri, we, we knew. We, it was everything we discussed about him when the trade went down. He can't drive a line, and you're seeing that right now. He cannot drive a line with Casey Middlestad and you know a mix of either Oposo, Tage Thompson, whoever as his right wing. This doesn't work. Yeah, and, and I, I think you're right. What you said in the beginning here is there's going to have to be a point here where you're going to go, you're going to have to split Eichel. It's not going to be pretty, but I, I think you're going to have to take Skinner and Pomelo off that line, put them with Middlestad, and then put... Sherry and Reinhardt back with Eichel, and 
see if you can get two lines pumping, if you keep Skinner and Palmerville together, and if you get, you know, maybe you can get Sheary and Reinhardt going to at the same time. You know, I, I think that's, right. like you said, unless something happens here today, I, I think that's kind of something what you'll see against, you know, the Rangers um, tomorrow night, which is, I didn't know they are back-to-back games. That kind of caught right. my guard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you go, to, you go to New York tomorrow, so it's, you know, I'm looking at the schedule. These points are critical, like you said, and just emphasizing that because, I mean, after New York tomorrow, you got Montreal Thursday. That's no pushover. Right. Vancouver is playing well. And then, like I said, Tampa Bay, Winnipeg, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Montreal, Detroit, San Jose, Tampa Bay, Florida. And that's your November. So, I mean, it's not, it's it's not an easy November. stretch of games. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. No, you got to collect these points now. That's why, you know, the, the loss to Cal, or, you know, I know it was an overtime loss and you got a point of that, but not winning in regulation against Calgary, not beating Ottawa, who is a clearly inferior team, you know, that's a problem. Those are those are those little onesie twosie points that add up at the end of the year. And you're like, why do we finish with 78 points? Well, you lost a bunch of winnable games, right? And, and circling back a little bit to uh, what you just said. Uh, basically switching centers between line one and line two, you know, uh, having uh, middle stat skate with Skinner and Palmanville and having um, Eichel skate with Shiri and uh, Reinhardt. I love that idea. The only thing that, that I guess that'll kind of show you a little bit, Eichel needs to start proving that he's one of the elite centers in the league. And I love Jack Eichel, and he's obviously a fantastic player. But you see a little bit when you put him with, maybe lower and you know i mean lower tier guys like a connor sheary his production goes down especially at even strength i mean he's a power play monster we know that but if you want that even strength scoring with jack eichel he will see if he can adjust right to not having a jeff skinner and not having a positionally sound jason pominville um i think that'll be very very interesting i'd be I'd be watching the results of that closely because if if eichel can't produce with those two guys right or at least not at this you know, almost a point per game clip he's at. I think then you have a problem, maybe. I mean, I, I I get that to an ex- extent. To an extent, right. I understand. I mean, he, and I, I don't even he, love saying those words, but I'm just looking at just the math of it, right? And I'm just looking at his history. You know, with someone who with uh, line mates who aren't awesome, and he's great. He's a fantastic player, but I haven't seen him take over a line and, and ma- do like Crosby did, right? And make a Connor Sheary look great. I've never seen him make an inferior player look great. Well, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. It's it, it the part of it that, you know, I guess I'll, I'll counterpoint it with is, well, one, we saw him get Sheary going earlier this season. Uh, you know, when he's playing with Eichel, Sheary was at his best. So it was when Sheary was on the first power play too, though. Right. Correct. But again, that was also with Eichel. Sure. So no, for, right, right, right. And like I said, he's a power play monster. I mean, yeah. no doubt about that. I mean, he's incredible. But at even strength, his production concerns me a little bit. Yeah, and you know, I, I don't disagree. It's just, it's just it's hard for me to look at his numbers to look at a guy who is almost a point per game player on the teams that he's played on. And, oh, for sure, for sure. I and mean, I'm not I'm not criticizing Eichel, but he. I guess my whole point is. If he wants that generational label, right, or that elite label, whatever whatever it's been reduced to now, he needs to start really being that catalyst, right? And I almost feel like Skinner was as much a catalyst for him on that first line as he was for Skinner. So I, I don't know. I, I guess I just I want to see him start bringing players up. Um, but you're right. He's averaging a point per game. He's playing well. Uh, and this isn't a, a – the point of this wasn't to criticize Jack Eichel necessarily, but – 
I worry that his production takes a hit if you take Skinner and Pomdel away from him for the sake of balancing the scoring, but it's necessary. Right, and I agree. I agree with your overall point. I, I think there's there's you know validity to that. the The only area I guess I'm coming from where I guess I would challenge that is. And I'm not saying that you're saying this, but I'm saying like you know things I've seen you know people say and write and post right. about is I'm not going to go after I'm not going to go after easily as of right now the best player on this hockey team by a mile. I mean I wouldn't say by a mile because Skinner's up there too, but our, the best player on this team who has dragged this team along the last oh, 100%. two years, right? So I'm I'm not I, I get it. There's there's that second level. There's that yeah. There's that jump. It, it you're, you kind of saw it with Matthews this year before he, you know, before he got hurt. Or you know, people have said you've seen it. You saw it with Nate McKinnon last year. There's right. there's that jump. But you know, for Nate McKinnon, it didn't come until he was 24 years old. Right. Michael's still 21. Right. So maybe yeah, maybe there's that next level there. It's you know, for him, I, I think he gets the unfair, right or wrong. I think he gets the unfair connection. Well, when he was drafted, he was supposed to be one B to McDavid. Well, I mean, come on, you know, you know, no, nobody, I, right, right, right. Nobody's in McDavid's world besides Crosby, and then it's just those two. Obviously, it. right, right, for sure. And, and and again, he's obviously our best player. He's been our best player for pretty much three years now. But um, I guess that was just my my own anxiety about switching the lines you know i mean you have to for the sake of scoring depth but i think you maybe sacrifice something you know i mean obviously in terms of what eichel is able to do with those guys because shiri and reinhardt have not had good seasons so far they're not playing like great players at the moment and that's you know i mean i guess that's where the apprehension and, comes from right yeah i mean and i fully understand it trust me i really do it's it's hard it, it's looking at this team where you thought was deeper and really 14 games in, you're going, eh, maybe they're not that much deeper. And nope. it's it's concerning. It really is. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, you know, a lot of, a lot of the uh, depth pieces they added are, don't look the same as they did in, you know what I mean, St. Louis. Um, we'll just right. come out and say it. Um, <laughs> but obviously that's a, I mean, last year it was a more talented team. Every team was, so it's not really a stretch to say. But yeah, I mean, there nobody's nobody's playing well enough in your bottom nine at all. So speaking of not playing well enough, we're going to jump to the defense here, and specifically, uh, before I make you spell some words out here, we're going <laughs> to talk about Ristolainen and Scandella. Right. So Scandella quickly, we talked about this last week during that potathon. It's he's not playing well. It's concerning. It is what it is. I don't want to say it is what it is, but it's it's, it's something that might need to be addressed soon. My main concern here is while Scandella has played worse than Rasmus Ristolainen, yeah. I think Ristolainen is the bigger issue here, especially for your future going forward. There's just, you know, I, I had the hope going into the season, well, Darlene's here, you know, they're going to take away his minutes. You know, this is this is year three or four we're going to reduce Ristolainen's minutes where it hasn't been done. You know, maybe right. somebody will just actually try it to see if it <laughs> does work, but we'll never know. And it's, you know... It, yeah, he's a really good power play guy. Uh, so, you know, I'll say that. He has his moments where he plays fine. Just there's too many mistakes. The passing, I feel like, is getting worse. There's just, like, the, the outlet guy is right there. He's putting it off the boards. He's just flicking it out into the neutral zone. He's not He's not playing that aggressive offensive style that it's like we see in the preseason. Like, oh, look at the Ristolainen. He's playing pretty offensively. Maybe we'll do that this year. Nope, doesn't do that. So it's... 
it's it's hard. It, it's concerning. It's something that if it doesn't turn around here, I don't think they'll address it in season, but they're going to address it in the off season. But my concern is if he continues on this path and he struggles this season, you're going to lose value on him. And that might hurt you in the trade market. I mean, he's only, again, he's only 24, 23 years old. He's another defenseman who's young, but like we talked in the beginning, he's been in this league for a few years now. So that, that young label kind of gets ripped off here. Like it, it's, I really needed this year to be some sort of improvement for him or some sign that he can be, I, I don't, I still don't think he's a top pair defenseman, but at least be a number three. And I can't even say that through 13 games comfortably that he can be that for me going forward if he stays. No, I, I agree with uh, everything you got there. I mean, obviously he signed through the next four seasons, right? So uh, you need him to to be part of the solution. He's he's making five point four million, which is you know uh, it's a top second pairing salary essentially. He's the thirty seventh highest paid defender in the league. So he's getting paid Seth Jones money, like identical. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, he he needs to be uh, your offensive catalyst on the back end and. You know, when Jake McCabe is scoring more points, and you know, hate on Jake McCabe because he's probably been our one of our top two defensemen this year. But right. yeah, he's not he's not uh, you know driving possession. He, his zone exit has not been good. You're right; he's been just throwing it off the boards. Um, he hasn't been as physical either, which I think is something that uh, I can't can't let him get away with because that was part of his game last year. That you know what I mean was one of those positive things, despite you know, obviously he's had some criticisms. His Corsi is you know I mean his correct. Um, yep. Yep his ridiculous career plus minus and I hate plus minus <laughs> as a rule, but people, people still criticize him for it. Right. Yep. So, yep. um, yeah, he's, he's kind of in, and like you said, in terms of his perceived value, yeah, a bad season this year sucks because then you've got a $5.4 million defenseman who, you know, people aren't just seeing the fact that he's averaged half a point per game in his career. Right. They're seeing, Oh man, he's really deficient. You know what I mean? So, I think a 40-point defenseman will get you something on the trade market regardless of how crappy he might be on the back end, right? So Correct, yeah. I don't think that you'd be totally shit out of luck at the end of the year if, if you're thinking, well, he ain't it. You know what I mean? And we, we got to recoup some value. Right, I think right. you, you could still recoup awesome value for him because you know, defenders are probably the most valuable thing on the trade market, and there are going to be teams who are going to chomp at the bit for a 40-point defender. They just are, right? Scandella, you have a problem where he's making four million. He's playing like a seventh defenseman, and I think the only benefit you have is he's only signed for this year and next year. So, if you want to try and get some value for him, I don't know to try and help your depth scoring a little bit. Again, defensemen are at a premium, and there are definitely teams who need them. Uh, and he's a name, you know what I mean. And I know that that maybe pertains more to fan perception of what Scandella is than you know people across the league. But he's a name. There's there is a G excuse me, a GM out there who loves him some Marco Scandella. I can guarantee it. So, like you said, maybe not right this second, but if this continues, yeah, because neither of them have been up to snuff at all. You know, partly to Scandella's defense here before we, we switch to another topic, I, I, I do want to say for him, I think he's been, since he got here last year, I think he's been on a put in a role that really does not fit him. He's always been played sure. as a top pair defenseman. He's not a top pair defenseman. No. Uh, he's at best year four but the way he's playing now, most likely around a six. And yeah. you're right. I mean, there is. I think there's a team out there who could see Marco Scandella. You know, even if it's at the end of the year, where you know there's one year left, there's one year left. It's it's a four million dollar cap hit. Maybe we can fit that in. Oh yeah, I'll put Marco Scandella as my sixth defenseman and make that work because I think he can still be successful in that role. If he's put in sheltered positions where he's not asked to play, 
mean, what did he play the other night? Didn't he play like 25 minutes the other night? Like, yeah, that's, it was. It was right in that neighborhood. It's insanity. You know, that's not what Scandella should be playing. And I think if you get him around 17, 16, that he can be a really effective defenseman for your team. And yeah. maybe the Sabres hope that that would be the case. But, but, I, but I mean, again, though, at 17, 16, I can't justify paying someone $4 million, especially when I've got Lawrence Pilot no, chopping at the right, bit to get up here, right. right? I mean, he's he's killing it right now. Uh, he'd be an immediate upgrade, I have no doubt, over Scandella. He's probably one of the top three defensemen in the organization right now, I'd go so far as to say. Um, so, yeah, I, I can do without him. Uh, there, there's nothing... There's nothing he brings to the table that I can't get somewhere else or, you right. know, within my own organization. I mean, you're getting outplayed by Nathan Beaulieu. Sorry, man. You're not worth four mil. Yeah, I mean, that's that part. Of, I'm not going to answer the whole thing now because that's a whole 20-minute conversation. Beaulieu's that played whole, well. Bo, that whole Beaulieu thing has bothered me that he's not playing. I, I know Halsey probably doesn't Drive like him and wants to shelter him, but I don't know. We'll say that for the other day because that's, that's really bothering me. Yep. Uh, so quickly, uh, before, like I said, we're going to do this, we're going to – People know from listening that we do a spelling bee here, and we're going to make Anthony participate. He's going to spell some Ottawa players' names. Before we do that, quickly focus on tonight's <laughs> game. Uh, Ottawa, second game of a home-and-home. Home. Two o'clock start. Uh, the last afternoon game went pretty well for the Sabres, and they played in the afternoon. So what what are one or two things looking for here? Do you looking for just a full 60-minute effort, dominate this team, because that's what you should do? I need 60 minutes, and I need the score sheet not to read solely Skinner, Pommenville, Eichel. I need, <laughs> I need, you know, you know what I mean? In, in regular, right, yep. in, um, on five on five, I need, I need some five on five scoring for my bottom nine. That's the number. That's the, the secondary thing I'm looking for. Sabres win, obviously, you know what I mean? And, and that, that 60 minute effort, like you said, is, is obviously our primary concern, right? Cause when the effort is there, the goals will come. And I, you know, I'm not saying that the, uh, ineffectiveness of the bottom nine has been due to a lack of effort necessarily, but, um, yeah, those first two periods on Thursday were unacceptable. That's that's the big thing I need to see change. Yeah, and, and I don't think there's really a lot to crunch into this game. I mean, the teams just played the other night, and we know kind of what Ottawa is. And, you know, they have a couple of nice players. I really like Tommy Shabbat. You know, he's on my fantasy team, and that's working out pretty well for me. So, yeah. you know, Duchesne's a good player. Um, Mark you know, Stone. So Mark Stone's a really nice player. He's a guy that I would consider, depending on how much he gets in free agency, that I might go chase as a nice right wing if – you know, I, I, I yeah. put on Twitter, a Skinner, Eichel, Mark Stone, right? You no, know, first line was pretty nice to me next year, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. So yeah, they, right. they, have, <laughs> they have some good players there. So, I mean, there's some talent on this team that could skate fast. Uh, LaJoy is another defenseman, you know, who's young and having a good year for them. So I don't think by any means it's sustainable for them to be, no. you know, by where they are now in the standings. I think they'll eventually drop back down with Detroit. But if, if you again, if you're if you're gonna look at them lightly, they're a quick team who's gonna jump on you early, and then you're in a hole and you're chasing again. And I, I don't think they can afford to get in that in that position. Right. Let's get to the fun part. Are you ready? I am ready. I've been looking through some <laughs> names here, and I'm just, <laughs> just thinking about this is gonna be fun. Right this, is this is gonna, gonna be fun. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be really fun. So let me put the NHL music on here. So the East. So I have the ESPN NHL ESPN theme that plays in the background during this give a little more pumped up you can't hear it but i can i can't hear it, but i'm, I'm sure it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> so how bill and i usually do this we kind of keep track and we go back and forth uh you know and we're gonna see who has the best uh i guess you can say speller at the end of the season so i think right now bill and i are both tied you know we're we've done six six words i think we've we've gone three for six so not too bad but today it's gonna be all you it's gonna be the anthony siandra show all right 
So I'm going to give you three players. Let's see how good you can do. And I won't make them that hard, but the last two, I might have fun with you. Okay. So the first guy I'm going to give you, isn't that difficult, but it's it could be hard, is Ryan Dezingle. Let me spell last name. Just the last name. All right. Yeah. Uh, I believe because I I typed the recap for us at Dive by the Blade the other night. I think I know what it's it's D Z I N G E L. Correct. There you go. Yeah. Good job. All right. So you're one for one. Now I'm gonna get harder on you. All right. Uh, let's go. Oh, there's two of them I want to go to. You know, I'm gonna go the guy that you mentioned. I'm gonna go. Oh, no. I'm gonna go Pi RV here. <laughs> I know there's two A's somewhere, and I I, I feel like it's right in the beginning. Um. P A A J A R V I. Wow, two for two. Oh wow, I was not confident in that one. All right, great. <laughs> All right, so this last one. So the rules are: if they're listed on the Ottawa Senators roster, they're fair game. Okay. So this player is listed on the roster still. <laughs> Former Buffalo Saber Eric Bergdorfer. Oh, Bergdorfer. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Um. Okay. Well, B U R G D O E R F E R. Come on! Did I really get that right now? Three Stop for it. three. Three Stop for it. three. That's not That's even fair. Insane. I'm mad now. I got to give you one more. <laughs> I'm now. I'm angry. <laughs> All right. I don't have that many good ones that are tough. I the next, the next toughest one is. Either. I swear to God, I'm not. <laughs> And the next tough one is like Bodker. Can you can you get Bodker? B O E D K E R. Oh, I can't. Uh, you're four for four. I give up. <laughs> I can't. I, I got to get you back here with Bills on here. We're gonna have some fun with you. Oh, you know, like, you know who I should have gave. I should have gave you Barowacki. I didn't see him until oh, just now. Is it B O R O W E C K I? No, that, that's no. your first one. Ah. You missed the I in there. It's I E C K I. All right. Hey, I, you know, I, hey, four for five ain't bad. That's, that's pretty bad. impressive. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> impressive. Oh, man. That was a mood ruiner. I thought I was going to have fun with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. all right. See, we had Drew on a couple of weeks uh, from Rock Power Report, and he made a sequence bet with us that, you know, because he can't spell Sam Reinhardt, and I bet him that, you know, he couldn't spell five of. Or three of five players I gave him, and I gave him super easy ones. Yeah. The only one, he, the only one he got right was Sebastian Ajo, and That's I forgot funny. what the other ones were. But he, uh, he Reiner was one that he missed. <laughs> <laughs> there were some pretty easy ones; they weren't that hard. Yeah, but uh, and then at the end, to be mean, I gave him Jesse Pugliarvi, and that didn't go well for him. I would not have gotten that one right. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anthony. So we're about forty minutes in here. That's kind of where I wanted to to go today is there anything else that you would like to quickly talk about near the end here do you think for now we've kind of hit all the uh i guess you could say the main points for this team no uh just real quick i'll be very interested interested to see who the uh starting netminder is for the sabers tonight yeah I, i'm not sure if it really matters because they're in new york tomorrow so you got to figure that he's going to play one right yeah I'd, I'd like to see if they give i, I you know i mean um all mark the starter or try and let Hutton try and solve Ottawa because he had a couple soft goals. I guess I'm more interested in who plays which team, but that's that's the only minor thing uh, we touched yeah. on everything else. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. I personally, I think they're going to go back to Hutton and then All mark plays tomorrow, but we'll see. We'll see how they I wouldn't how hate that. Yeah, crazy how's goes about it because you never know with him. Never know. Uh, <laughs> 
So a couple of things here. We'll do a little spiel at the end. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at PTB Hockey. Uh, make sure you're following Anthony on Twitter at Ciandra Sports. And make sure you interact on Twitter, Facebook, um, rate, share, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, anywhere. Anybody listen to a podcast, we are going to be there. Uh, then make sure you check out Die with the Blade, uh, where Anthony and myself continue to write for it. And you'll also find this podcast there as well. So, it's been fun, Anthony. I really appreciate you coming on. You know, good to talk some hockey with somebody. I missed it, you know, with Bill being gone, who abandoned sure. me to go to Disney. <laughs> uh, so I hope he's enjoying it. And enjoy the game tonight. And make sure, like I said, you follow Anthony and I to get some writing content. And Anthony's hate for Scandella. It's and- not hate. <laughs> I don't hate him as a person. I don't like how he's played. <laughs> Uh, no, Bill and I, me, Chad. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. Bless Anytime. We'll do this again when Bill's back because I, I think he'll, he'd enjoy the conversation too. Awesome. All right. So for Anthony and Chad, we're out of here. Enjoy the game tonight. Talk to you later. Peace.